Welcome to the Business Animal Podcast. Saddle up for a gallop to the top of the animal industry, where you'll learn how to tame your wild business beast with tips, techniques, and tools that will take overwhelm to obedience school and have you wagging your tail with joy. And now your hosts, Kim Beer and Kara Taylor Swift. Have you been considering taking your horse or Western photography passion to the next level? Hi, it's Kara with Cowgirls with Cameras, and I want to tell you about our Cottonwood Ranch photography experience in August. This experience is a workshop, portfolio builder, business clinic, and gathering set in the majestic scenery of the Nevada mountains. This event is learning intensive and full of shooting opportunities that feature ranch work, Western horses, cowboys, cowgirls, horses, and dogs. You'll walk away feeling more confident in your camera, editing, and business skills, shoot a few thousand images, and gain new friends in the process. Our events are always focused on collaboration over competition, and our three instructors, myself, Kim Beer, and Phyllis Burchette, are all deeply passionate about seeing you reach your photography goals. To learn more about this event and other photography adventures we have coming up, head over to cowgirlswithcameras.com. Hey there, business animals. It's Kim with Be More Business. And Kara with Fast Horse Photography. Hi, Kim. Hey, Kara. How are you doing today? I'm okay. I feel like I've been seeing you all day today because we've been so busy recording for our other podcast, Cowgirls with Cameras with our pal Phyllis. Yes. It's been so much fun this morning. We've had all kinds of interesting times talking on podcast stuff and getting people caught up on photography mentors. And what else did we talk about? Oh, niches, niches, niche, 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 niches. Yeah. Well, if you're a photographer and you want to go check us out over on that show, we've got an awesome podcast called Cowgirls with Cameras. And we've got more than 20 episodes right now that listeners can binge. If you're not a photographer, but an animal-based business owner, which you obviously are if you're listening, then you're in the right place. Absolutely in the right place. So I think we need to catch this audience up on what we've been doing. Do you want to go first or do you want me to share all of my adventures for the last week yet? I have been photographing seniors, equestrian seniors, like crazy, designing all of their graduation announcements and helping them choose photography products. So like albums, I've been designing a lot of albums. It's just that time of year where I hear people talk about their seasons getting ready to start. Well, I'll tell you, those of us in Florida, we've been in season for like two months now at least, so or, or more. And for me, I'm getting ready to wrap up my season as everyone else's is getting started. So it's been really busy, just a ton of shooting, a ton of, like I said, equestrian senior photo shoots. I've done a lot of new since it's spring. I'm doing some new baby full shoots, but that's pretty much it for me. Wow. I love graduation time. I don't do senior photos anymore, but it's so much fun to see the kids that are going to be graduating here soon and starting out in their lives and going to college and off into jobs and trade schools. It's such an exciting time in life. I could do that over and over and over again. (laughs) Just start new projects. You know me. And I've been doing a lot of that. I've been working on my master's program in Gestalt out at Touched by a Horse with Melissa. So I've been deep into training for that and hypnosis training. But I've also started a whole bunch of new fun projects. 
and have all kinds of things that I'm going to be hopefully getting out and rolling out over the winter this next winter. So super excited about things I have to do. And I'm doing that fun work that I love to do that's all up in my head and really, really enjoying it. And our weather here has been a bit crazy. We've had spring storms. It's definitely spring in Missouri. Very windy, hail, tornado warnings. It feels very much like we're in tornado alley and it's spring storm season. (laughs) That's awesome. So you've been busy and you've been in like a good place at an inspiration level, like coming up with lots of new stuff is always fun. But what are we talking about today? So today we're talking about pretty much the opposite of that. We're talking about the big three business killers. And this concept that I'm going to talk about today actually is inspired by a book that's called Love Your Business. And I will get you the name of the author. I'm not very prepared, Kara. I'm going to have to open up my Kindle and find her here real quick. So I'm going to just chatter a bit in between. But I'm going to kind of let the cat out of the bag with the big three. Because I'm sure that there are people out there right now that are wondering, what are the big three business killers? Kim, what can kill your business? Those are overwhelm, resentment, and frustration. And it's called Loving Your Business. So the name of the book that this was inspired by, I'm not going to say it's everything comes from the book, but it definitely is inspired by this book, Loving Your Business by Debbie King. So After being an entrepreneur for 30 plus years and working with literally thousands of entrepreneurs, I can tell you that these three things, overwhelm, resentment, and frustration, really are, I totally agree with it, the big three business killers. The first one I'm going to give you, and that's overwhelm, because I think we can all agree that overwhelm will derail a business pretty darn quick. You get into entrepreneurship, you look around you, it is so not working for somebody else. There's so much on top of you. And overwhelm happens really, really fast. So that one I think everyone knows and can agree upon. But I asked the people in the room, what did they think the other two were? And I got such interesting answers to that question because of all of the things that people would give me about what they felt were the things that caused the business killers and things they listed things like fear, priorities not being met, being at capacity, getting out of their comfort zone, perfectionism, family and friends, imposter syndrome. We've talked about that here on the show, not understanding your value, time management. Boy, that one's almost wrecked me a few times. Fear of failure or fear of success, not being able to set adequate boundaries, I mean, they had so many good ideas. A great list. Yeah. Yeah. But I think if we look at those like deeply, they do all root back to these three things, overwhelm, resentment, and frustration. And so I'd like to break down each of those with us. And I think the best way to have this conversation is to just talk about the ways that we've seen these things show up in our own businesses, as well as the businesses that we work with. I know you work with a lot of photography businesses, plus all of these new animal-based business owners that we get to meet through this podcast. And I get to work with a lot of entrepreneurs every single year. 
And I think just to take a moment and just have a really candid discussion about how these things show up and what it means to experience them. And then some ideas about maybe what you could do to help waylay them. I don't think that there's any way, well, I hope we can get rid of resentment and frustration. I'm not sure that we can completely get rid of overwhelm, but I would like to get people a remedy that would remove as much of this as possible from their businesses. How does that sound? It's a little different than our normal format. When I think about these overwhelm, resentment, and frustration, I can definitely think about times that I have felt all of these in my business for sure. And I think about overwhelm being probably the most prominent one that I've experienced. And I'm just like looking through like some of the ways that that shows up. It is kind of the mothership of all of these because I think overwhelm definitely yeah. gives birth to resentment and it gives birth to frustration. Right. So it's sort of the overarching theme. But how does it show up in your business? What do you see or feel when overwhelm knocks on the door? Well, I mean, overwhelm in general, I think about that as feelings of anxiety and stress. So for me, it shows up you know, feeling like I don't have enough time to get everything that I need to get done in my business, with my family, in my life in general. I get frustrated. I start to feel guilt about not doing everything. So that's a good place to start. I think it can look a lot like a lack of focus, a lack of priority, because I stretch so thin and I'm not focusing down. And, you know, there's just so many, this next part, too many moving parts. There's just so many things going on that it can feel overwhelming. It can feel just too complex on a daily basis. I think it looks like, or it shows up as not having systems in place, maybe not using my automation to the best that I could be using it for. I see it as also, especially when you're a solopreneur, trying to do everything and not being smart about outsourcing and utilizing people that are connected and part of my support team. And the big thing I see it as is overscheduling. And I see this in a lot of other business owners too, just trying to do everything and not really doing anything super well, like trying to chase every squirrel. And to me, that can pull a lot of overwhelm when I start seeing myself do that. When I start overscheduling, and I'm booked every hour or I'm booked, you know, with too many sessions or too many projects, I definitely feel overwhelmed. How does that show up for you? Very similar. I definitely suffer from shiny object obsession because I do have so many varied interests. But I think that in many ways I get in a catch-22 here because I understand the solution to this. It's just not always a solution that... I'm completely willing to, I don't know, once a willing, it's just not always an easy solution. So I believe the solution to this and everything you stated is everything that I've experienced in my own business. But I think the solution is, is that when we have a business that we start to design our life around that business, we set business goals, we set the way that we are in our business And then we start building our life around that business. So I think the true true trick of this one is to flip that around on its head and say, I want to retool my business to support the life I want to live 
versus living my life to support my business. And I say that with every realization that that is easier said than done. Because I think we all feel the pressure of make more money, take more clients, serve more people. I know for you and I, Kara, we are both the F temperaments, which means that when someone comes up and shows up with a project that we want to do or that we know they feel strongly about, we will tend to sacrifice to be able to execute that. Do you have that happen with you? Fs tend to, we tend to get our boundaries blown away a bit. Yeah, a little bit. I definitely feel that. Especially if it's something that I'm excited about or if I feel obligated, I can be easily pulled out of my plan for the day. Absolutely. I think we both can. And I'll bet we're not the only ones. I know dog groomers, when a client approaches them with a dog that is a particularly difficult groom, that they'll see the dog and their heartstrings get pulled on. And even though it's not always in the best interest of their time, they'll take that dog. Or I see this again with my horse training clients where they have horses in their barn that they deeply care about, but require a lot of extra time. They're not the easy cases. But again, their heartstrings got pulled on. And that's part of being an animal-based business owner, I think, is that you do experience that. And I guess the answer to that is to look at how you do want to be living your life and then determine how elastic you're willing to allow that to be, to maybe not take every thing that comes your way, but also understand that there are going to be times that you do want to be swayed and that overwhelm is going to come up. And then maybe take a look at how do you cope with overwhelm? So let's answer that question. I know for me, and I'll answer for myself first and then you answer. When I start experiencing overwhelm in my business, what I do is take about two hours and I spend those two hours deeply prioritizing things. So I'll write down everything that needs to be done, all of the things that are overwhelming me in the moment, and then I look at those and set them in order of priority. And often that order of priority is dictated by what I am the most drawn to. Now, that's the opposite of the way I used to do it. I was used to do it by whatever project made the most money or whatever person in my world was being the loudest in that moment. And instead, today, I do look at what is the next thing on the list that I feel would be a easy accomplishment for me and that I am the most drawn to get done. And then I'll work on that one. But I sit for that time, I prioritize, I write it all down, I brain dump onto a piece of paper and it helps alleviate. It's like taking an overwhelm aspirin. It just sort of numbs the whole like stressful part of the overwhelm because I know what's the next step. What do you do, Kara? What do you do when you get in that state? Yeah, the list is big for me too. I have to stop because if I keep picking at little things, I'll have like 15 windows open across my computer of things that are like (laughs) in the process of needing to be done. And I have to stop I have to make my list of priorities. I typically look for the things that have immediate deadlines. 
I look for things that are client-related work that brings in money. Those tend to be my top priorities. And then I look to the secondary things. And I have to do that because I get immense relief like on my chest and my heart when I accomplish those big things. I tend not to look for the things that would be easier, the things that would bring me joy in that moment. I tend to do the opposite usually. But I also try to recognize that I can't do it all. It's not all going to get done today. So I need to sit down and I need to make that list and I need to prioritize and I need to focus on, I might say, okay, what are three really big things that if I got these done today, I'll feel good at the end of the day and everything else on top of that is bonus. That's kind of how I structure that for myself. I also get ideas too, and I get things I want to work on too, but I have a hard time. I can't stop what I'm doing in the middle of trying to do other things to start working on those things. I just can't do it because otherwise I'm just too scattered. I can't just jump to the next shiny thing. So what I tend to do is I have a list of ideas that I hope to get to. And what that does for me is it allows me to focus on the things I need to focus on, but it is also, I recognize in some ways, it stifles me getting started on the next thing because there's always those priorities in front of me. There's always the client that's paying me and paying the bills in front of me, which makes it difficult when you can't get everything done. So I struggle with this feeling of overwhelm a lot and like, what's the best course of action? And I have a feeling a lot of people that are listening do too. I do too. And I don't think there's a perfect answer to this. I think the the overall answer is to start identifying the times that you're living in overwhelm. And if it tends to be too frequently, then look at retooling your business to support Mm -hmm. your life better and to give you a little bit more time to be able to do some of those things Mm -hmm. or energy or less. And, And I know you're very driven for responsibility. That's a very important piece for you. Integrity is very important. So it makes perfect sense that you would choose those projects over the ideation process. And we've both offered different ways that we handle this and they're they're very different. But the truth is, is that both of them are right, which I absolutely love. Mm-hmm. And also on the other hand, both of them could use a little help from the other strategy, which I think is interesting. So that's all fascinating. I think if you're a business owner out there and you're experiencing overwhelm, I think my bottom line message to you is, <laughs> dear friend, you're not alone by any stretch of the imagination. Mm-hmm. And that there is a lot of people out there in the same boat. And I think sometimes getting to know someone who could help you make your list or who's willing to just maybe talk to you about the feelings that you have in overwhelm, that will really help you be able to stay in the capacity of your business and stay focused and not suffer the consequences. Because overwhelm definitely is a business killer, but it's also a human killer. It's one of those things that I think causes us to really withdraw from society, to withdraw from our friends. It's one of those things when you're in overwhelm, you tend to want to move away from things instead of move toward them. And I think in this instance, with businesses in overwhelm, I believe it's time that we started moving toward each other and looking for support and looking for help in those instances. So would you agree with that, Kara? 
For sure. And I I mean, I take that to heart when you say it's a people killer because it really does. It can be crippling for a business owner. Yeah. And it can it can really get into lots of different things in your life. And I'll tell you one of the ways that it does show up is in resentment. So there mm-hmm. have been many times in my business that I have gotten to resent my clients. It's not been recently, but especially in the beginning, I would get very, very resentful. And the truth was, it was when I had allowed many times when I was in overwhelm and then I allowed or didn't keep a strong boundary from a certain project or something that really kind of piled on those, the proverbial straw that broke the camel's back, so to speak. And I would get very resentful of that person. I'm also a person who, in my temperament, works very efficiently on appreciation. That's my kind of my currency. And if I have clients that I really go the extra mile for, and then they don't say anything about it or use what I've provided them. And I've learned many times over in the most recent years that that has nothing to do with me or the quality of my work. It has a lot more to do with them and where they are in their life. But those would all lead me down the trail of resentment. You can also, another way that that shows up is resentment of your family or of personal time or things that take you away from your path or the exact opposite. You get to resenting your business because it takes away from your personal time and your family and so many other things. I mean, it's a very twisted little sister that gets into your business and really mucks things up. And Honestly, I think a lot of us really are aware of overwhelm, but I don't think we're always aware of where we're feeling resentment in our business. Yeah, I think that's key is like pinpointing that because I don't know, I think you can misplace it if you're not careful, like misplace it, misdirect it. But resentment is basically feeling like you're being treated unfairly is what that boils down to. So that might look like strong feelings of anger towards your clients or to situations or the work that you're doing or that you need to do, just feeling resentful towards all of that. It can look like feelings of annoyance, feelings of shame, feeling invisible. It can look like avoiding conflict. So maybe you've got a tough conversation you need to have and just don't want to have it. And it can also show up as tense relationships with those people that you need to work with on a regular basis. What do you think about some of that? I do. And I see so much gestalt in this. So my gestalt training Mm -hmm. has taught me about all the strategies that we use in our world in order to be able to cope with essentially what is trauma. And overwhelm is a version of trauma, that is for sure. And so is resentment. But I see projection in this, like we project our own personal like feelings and our own personal struggles. The things that we've kind of twisted around, we tend to project those onto either our business or our clients or our family or our relationships. Mm -hmm. That happens a lot of times. Resentment in unfinished business, that's another big thing around gestalt is the unfinished business piece of things. So if you have unfinished business, it's always going to lead to overwhelm and frustration and resentment because until it's complete, until that loop is closed, it's really really hard to let that go. And it's it's like one of those annoying Florida or Missouri ticks that kind of just kind of niggles at your skin and itches at you until you deal with it and get it removed and 
work through the consequences of whatever that happens to be. That was a horrible metaphor, but <laughs> it was a, it really I don't a like visual. thinking of being bitten by a tick. But at any rate, I guess that's <laughs> the bottom line of it. Resentment bites are not any better, right? So here, <laughs> I think probably the key thing to do is to start to recognize where resentment is coming up. Like if you're feeling particularly angry at a client or like you don't want to talk to them, and this is just one example, but if you're feeling a little bit agitated or like Kara mentioned, annoyed, or you're feeling invisible or unappreciated, I think it's a nice time for you to step back just a moment and just sort of think about where is that really coming from? Is it really them? Is it really the other person? I mean, because sometimes I'm going to be frank with you. It really is them. It is them. But where is that coming from? Is it something that feels familiar to something that's happened in your past? Or is it something that feels familiar that's happening elsewhere in your life? And it just so happens the reaction is popping up in that particular moment. And I do think it's really important to kind of follow that thread down to what is at the bottom of the resentment? Like, where is that really coming from? And when you start to see resentment in your business, I think as a business killer, I'm thinking this is definitely one that is at the top of the list as far as like, it's the last straw. It's the thing that usually is like, I'm done. I'm finished with this. And when you get to resenting your business. So it's important when those things are just the little annoyances that you start to look at them before that they grow. Because resentment is definitely something that is a hungry beast that will definitely chew up your business. What other recommendations would you have for people if they find themselves in resentment, Kara? The biggest thing that I have found helpful when I start to feel resentment is I have to practice empathy towards the person that I feel is causing the resentment. (laughs) And that can be such a struggle. But a lot of times, if I just take a minute and I put myself in their shoes and I try to imagine what's happening in that situation, it can help me put things in perspective. And it can help lessen that resentment feeling that I have. And it allows me to move forward to finish the job, for example, or to complete the task, to just move on to the next thing. And it also helps me in my interactions with that person. The other thing that I try to do is I try to forgive myself and give myself a break for those feelings. I try to practice some compassion there and remind myself that this is obviously something that's my issue I need to work on right now. And I need to talk about it in my, I need to address it. I need to think about it. I need to figure it out and kind of dig down to where that's coming from. And then the last piece of that for me is the gratitude piece and trying to remind myself how grateful I am to run my own business. I remind myself of where I've been in the past and how unhappy I was and how much happier I am today with my own business and the work that I'm doing and the people that I've met through my work. And it really puts things into perspective and helps kind of bring me down to earth and remind me that okay, this is just a blip. This is a moment. This is something that I can work through and I don't need to have this heavy feeling on my chest. Absolutely. Gratitude is so important. And actually all three of those things were really critical. Being empathetic to understanding it's not about you. 
it typically is something else mm-hmm. that's resulting in this. Compassion is super important. I don't say some compassion. I think we all need large helpings of self-compassion. I think our culture really encourages us to be very hard on ourselves. And I think a lot of us have temperaments that ask for that perfectionism because we feel like we're letting people down if we're not perfect. So a huge helping of self-compassion is nice. And then the gratitude piece. So one of the things I want to encourage our listeners to do is like, if you're in the middle of resentment, gratitude is sometimes hard to find. (laughs) So you have to reach a little bit deep to find the thankfulness or the gift in it. And what I want you to do is when you do that, don't use the word, but don't say this client is really annoying me, but I'm super happy for the business. Don't do that. Say this client is really annoying me and I'm very grateful for the opportunity to have this business in my business or kind of however you want to structure it. Change the word, but to the word and, and I know it sounds like something crazy simple, but it really does. And let me catch myself there. And it really does work because when you put the butt in, you negate everything in your brain, in your subconscious, it negates what you just said. So changing but to and, especially in this circumstance, is going to help you feel the gratitude a little deeper and expand it a little bit more. So it'll make that process easier for you. And I'm sure that that is going to frustrate a few people. So I think that moves us perfectly into the last one of our big three today, which is frustration. So, oh my goodness, frustration. Kara has this nice little list on here of things that are like very (laughs) somewhat innocuous of how frustration shows up in her business. And I'm going to tell you, I'm not that innocuous. Frustration shows up in my business when I just want to walk outside and kick the side of some porch or throw things. Or in Gestalt, we have this cube that we can hit with a tennis racket. And there are times I just need to go hit the cube or punch a punching bag. I mean, there's just so many ways that when frustration shows up with me, it's a lot uglier than feelings of being upset or annoyed. Well, for me, that is like feeling like I'm just like, I can't describe it. I can show it, which our listeners can't hear, but it's just like, oh, okay. <laughs> I need to go take a break. <laughs> I need to go take a walk. I need to step away. I typically don't kick and hit things like what you're talking about, but I have to get away. Yeah. I just have to get away. And I'm not somebody that's typically going to say something nasty or is going to cause a confrontation. But my frustration means I need to get away from whatever it is for just a little bit and take a time out. So, yeah, absolutely. But for other people, it might feel like, I don't know, you can't change your situation. You're stuck in that situation. You feel like you have a lack of control. I mean, sometimes we work for other people or we're working for our clients and we have to be creative or be, you know, fulfill the brief that we have with them. And that can, we don't have the control and that can be frustrating. Another example of frustration that I think is common with small business owners is feeling like no matter what you do, you can't break through that ceiling. You can't break into the next level that you want to be at. Those are things that can be exceptionally 
frustrating as small business owners. What do you think about that? Like, do you have anything to add to like what that can feel like for people or how that shows up? I've been terribly frustrated in my inability to manage to hire people to help me in my business and be successful with that. That's a constant source of frustration for me. But what I do is flip it on its lid and say, this is a problem to solve, and I just haven't solved it the right way yet. And again, I'm going to go back to this and some wise words that I've heard from more than one mentor. I've heard them from my mentor, Mark. I've heard them from my mentor, Melissa, and very successful entrepreneurs, people who do this as long as I have or as longer. And I think it's true in the end of things. I think that the best way to possibly avoid all of these is to reexamine how you hold them. Like, how do you carry around overwhelm, resentment, and frustration? And frustration being specific, right? How do you hold that? Do you hold that frustration as, I'm going to have a moment like we just did and then come back and do it again? Mm -hmm. Or do you hold on to the frustration and want to carry it around with you somehow? Both of us gave examples of how- Or worse, just give up. Yeah, or worse, just give up. But we gave examples of how we deal with it in the moment. But I can guarantee what we didn't finish those sentences with was as soon as that walk is done, as soon as I go out and have a little temper tantrum on the porch, I come back into my office (laughs) and I refocus. So I think it's really important to know, okay, I don't hold on to it. I don't want to carry frustration around because frustration definitely doesn't show up happily in my life. It's the same with resentment and overwhelm. The actual bottom line to the conversation is, is how do you hold on to that? Do you just carry the overwhelm around and let it crush you? Or do you do what we suggested as both of us do, which is like, get down to it and get it sorted out. And I think that at the bottom line, we're both good problem solvers. And I would guarantee that all of you that are out there listening as entrepreneurs, y'all are problem solvers too, by nature because you're an entrepreneur. You wouldn't be an entrepreneur if you didn't see a problem that needed to be solved and raise your paw or hoof up and say, I can solve that problem. So turning that lens around on yourself and saying, I'm going to hold this differently. I'm not going to hold on to it as overwhelm. I'm going to hold on to it as a problem to solve, or I'm not going to hold on to that resentment. I'm going to hold on to it as a problem to solve or something that I'm going to eradicate or move away from in some way and in frustration. How are you going to hold that? Are you going to carry it around or are you going to be able to release it and put it down and say that this is something that I can move through? As Kara said, this is just a blip in time. I do want to reiterate because this episode is probably a little triggering for people. Mm -hmm. Definitely, if you're feeling really really bogged down by one of these business killers, I really encourage you to get help. Get with a mentor, get with a gestaltist, work with your therapist, find a good entrepreneurial buddy and have some entrepreneurial bitch session healing time. (laughs) You know, all of those things are ways that you can kind of let the pressure valve off on these three big business killers. So just ease that pressure valve off so that you're not feeling as overwhelmed, frustrated, and resentful. Back it down just a little bit carefully. Do you have any other suggestions, Kara, of how people might be able to walk through these things? 
Well, I think the biggest thing is, is you can't ignore any of them. If you ignore them, I think that's where you start setting yourself up for business burnout, where you, I don't know, you just, your business, you're not going to be successful if you continue to ignore them. That's why I think this feels like a simple episode. I mean, people are like, yeah, yeah, overwhelm. Yeah, yeah, resentment. Yeah, yeah, frustration. But the truth is, is these are, as the title of this episode, they are the big three business killers. And these things, if not addressed and not recognized and addressed, they can kill your business. And they can lead to things like burnout. And that's the fast track to ruining your business. So I don't know. I think that's the big thing is it seems like a simple episode, a simple topic that people can brush aside, but that is, they really are the big three business killers. So yeah, yeah. I think we covered this subject. Yay, we did I it. I do too. <laughs> and I think that I would love to invite anybody who is out there that is that's working through these things. If you're compelled or feel called to share your experience, we're always available on social media. Both Kara and I are available. You can also always DM us with your thoughts around this episode or if there's anything you would like to us to expand or continue on with this. Because ideally, we're in this to see entrepreneurs be successful. And I don't want to see any business leave based on these three things. Even though they're the three big business killers, I don't want anyone to feel that they need to give up on their business because of one of these three three items that we just need to hold differently. All right. So that's it for us today. As Kim said, let us know if you enjoyed this episode. You can find us on Instagram and Facebook at The Business Animal. We are online at thebusinessanimal.com. You can leave us a review and a rating if you feel so inclined. We always appreciate that. Or hit us up in our DMs. We're always keeping an eye on our social media over there. We'd love to hear from you guys. And we definitely love hearing from people that are listening and have gotten something out of our episodes. It kind of lets us know that we're not just speaking out into the podcast casting waves and that instead people are actually hearing and resonating. So yeah, thank you guys so much and wishing everyone a good week. Thanks for listening to this episode of The Business Animal. Be sure to subscribe so you never miss an episode. And if you learned something today, leave us a review. To learn more, find us at thebusinessanimal.com. We'd love to hear from you. Until next time, keep your business well-trained with The Business Animal.